Hello, this is Dr. Jarma, and you're listening to the Everything From Nothing Waterloo Road Podcast. Hello, Waterloo Road fans. It's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping in before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page. Patreon, as I'm sure you know by now, is a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including the Waterloo Road Awards. We'll be doing Series 13 very soon. Our Waterloo Road fan fiction, we have just released Chapter 10. We've also got reviews of other school shows like Ackley Bridge and Phoenix Rise, as well as extended versions of all of our Waterloo Road cast member interviews. And you can get all of that stuff at patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. But I would also like to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Mel, to Laura A, to Avid Collector, to Bryn, to Hazel, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Charlotte, to Helen, to Natalie, who is at Natalie the Book Reader on Instagram. Thank you to Matthew Kumar, to both Eves, to Joe Buckle, to Laura, to Peter, to Kat, to Matthew, to Helen, who you can find on Instagram at red.head.red. Thank you to Jade, to Erin, to Beckett, to Lou Parsons, to Megan, to Holly, to Lottie Smith, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Ollie C. And finally, thank you to Emmy. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. And if you listening now would love to join that list of shout outs, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And now, without further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast and the finale of Series 13. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson for a series finale. And end of a season, end of an era, Tom. This will be the last episode we record in person. For now. <laughs> in, in South London, at least. Yes. <laughs> as, you, uh, as you move away to be closer to the set of Phoenix Rise. Yes. Very close, in fact, to the set of Phoenix Rise. Although I think they, I don't think they use my school anymore. I think they've moved it. Oh, okay. Well, as we only have but but it is still filmed in Coventry, so I will be closer to the set of yeah, Phoenix yeah, Rise. Yeah. No, so we have to we have to make this uh, uh, an all time great episode. Mm-hmm. Run through our and thankfully Waterloo Road has provided. Has it? No, no, no. it hasn't. You know, it's fine though. It's, it's possibly the dampest squib of finales. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's not like lights out amazing. No, it, when it, has this show ever been? It's, it's not days? me learning about a Lewis Capaldi song. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. that. Um, Jock will make it great though. An email. An email. <laughs> no pressure on this email. <laughs> this email is from Theo. Hi, Theo. It begins. Hi, Tom and Luke. Oh, nice to have one. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Like, yeah, <laughs> quite three or quite, four. Miserable for me. And obviously last week I was dearest. Yeah, you were dearest. Dearest Luke. I still think we were both dearest. No, You were no. just dearest first. No. Don't um, you forget it. Theo says, hi Tom and Luke. Uh, thought you could use some more filler for the trenches of Series 9. We're not in those trenches. We're in different trenches. We're in different trenches. Um, I wanted to start off by letting... We're in the, we're in the German trenches. Uh-huh. Because they were historically uh, uh, a bit nicer. And the English ones. Yeah. Yeah, they dug in deeper, so it's all a bit more, a bit posher. Mm-hmm. You watched 1917. I did watch 1917. You saw them have that exact reaction. Yeah. Theo says, I wanted to start off. Actually, I'm going to say, we're, we're not in the German trenches. They were, they were decisively not the good guys. <laughs> Theo says, I've been listening along for about three years now. God, we've been doing this for th- over three years. It's Nearly four years. Four years in March is when <sighs> we initially started. <sighs> God. Life just passes us by. I know. It? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what proportion of your time living here have you spent doing this? We moved in November 2017. Okay. So, so over half of our time here. Has been spent doing this podcast. Yeah. Stupendous. Yeah. I moved up to this part of the world 10 years ago. Wow. So not quite half half my time. Wow. Um, Theo says... <laughs> 
Um, I've been listening for about three years now as I found it after a Waterloo Road rewatch sometime through when you were on series two or three. Back when we used to sort of enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden era. Um, I used to work nights at the time and it got me through some shifts, though I do think I looked a little strange laughing to myself with my headphones on. Laughing's good. Laughter is good. I, I advise laughter. I listened back to one of our podcasts yesterday and I did look like a crazy person laughing at my own Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Theo says, um, uh, I also wanted to say my life recently felt like a Waterloo Road series finale. Oh, Jesus. Oh, appropriate series finale. Good. Oh, oh, I, didn't pl- I didn't even plan that. Oh, God. Um, that, that makes me petrified about what he's about to say. No, you're all right. Okay. Um, my, my life recently felt like a Waterloo Road series finale after the school I worked for was permanently closed at short notice at the end of the term. Uh, so apparently it isn't just a plot twist in the writer's room. It happens in real life too. No, it's probably Tory by the wrong bricks, isn't it? <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, Theo says, I do have a question for you both, though, as you've referenced Doctor Who a few times on the pod. Oh. This is going to fly better for one of us than the other, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of us is in a TARDIS t shirt. Like... <laughs> oh, no. I, I, see, this email is so like serendipitous. <laughs> Finale, Doctor Who. I didn't even plan it. Didn't even plan it. Um, I think you'll be all right. I think you'll be all right. Okay. Which character from Waterloo Road would you choose to travel with the Doctor? And which doctor would they travel with? Oh, I've got this. Excited for your chaotic pairing thoughts, they said. I would take um, uh, Lindsay, played by Jenna Coleman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which doctor? Go on, which doctor? Was it Matt Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And? Peter Capaldi? Yeah. Was it both of those? Yeah, she overlaps. Yeah, yeah. She overlapped the, the end yeah, of the yeah. Matt Smith era into Capaldi. Yeah, so a bit of a zany. A bit of a zany oh, outside there. the box. Outside the box. I know. What do, what do they look for in a companion? Um, it, it's either like childish glee yes. or sexual chemistry. That's kind of the only thing they ever want from a companion. It's usually a sort of like curiosity, I think. Mm. Uh, and a, like being at a point in their life where they can just fly off. Okay. Um, Matt Wilding. Matt Wilding would be a fun companion. And, and I feel like him and Matt Smith... Matt Smith's Doctor. The, the scenes I've seen in Matt Smith's Doctor gives camp. And I think there'd be a lot of chemistry there. Yeah. yeah. There'd be a lot of chemistry there. Who do I think would I've, be a good by the way, I've never watched one episode of Doctor Who from start to finish. Not a single one? Never. Oh my god. I, like, I knew you weren't a fan, but I didn't know it went that deep. But it's, not even, it's not even like, oh, I hate that show. It's well, it can't be because you haven't seen it. <laughs> just never watched it. It's just like the TikTok algorithm for, for assuming I would. <laughs> it's just I, I'm always getting Doctor Who clips I'm like I can't scroll past this fast enough for you to understand this I think there's like a whole like ream of Doctor Who companions in the modern era who are just like have the ability to talk back to the Doctor and so I think like a Scout mm-hmm. or a Sam Kelly would be good or like Michaela Michaela would be fun with the Doctor okay I think um, particularly particularly the Tenant Doctor because the Tenant Doctor was very good at like the sort of comedically incredulous reaction to a to a companion. So I think, yeah. Cool. I think that would work. I think we've, I think we've, I think we've covered that fairly well. All right, next time someone email in a question about Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Which or, IPL cricketer? Or, <laughs> or, not even Lost, any other TV. You happen to ask a question about the two shows Tom watches. <laughs> the next one's about the traitors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or Love Island All Stars, which yes, I am watching. No, it isn't good. <laughs> uh, Theo concludes. Keep up the good work. Series nine will pass soon, not nearly soon enough. Um, though Theo says one of the storylines in the first chunk of series ten was something to suffer through. Good luck. Oh, you don't remember this storyline, do you? No, no. I remember nothing. The sense of dread is building. I, I advocated for us taking a break from Series 9 to do these pods yeah. instead. Um, now I, I just, I, I fear It's it. an albatross around your neck. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to delay it even further, because obviously the idea of doing this in this way means you now have ample time. To edit to, all of these episodes, yeah. To, to edit the episode, but also move into your new home with the freedom of going, you've got four episodes of this yeah. left, and you know three episodes of the old podcast to go. So we don't need to do this for a while. You have that freedom. Um, but then we'll come return to series nine, episode 15, which everyone says yeah. is dreadful. <laughs> the real looming threat of episode 15. 
Um, should we talk about Waterloo Road? Uh, if we have to, Tom. Um, so I, I alluded to this in the last episode. The description for the episode says Dante is haunted by a face from his past. I think I th- think it says a ghost from his past. In fact, yeah. Do you think Mika is a ghost from Dante's past? Yeah, it's like people have different views of their sister-in-law, but yes. <laughs> Although the way that Mika strides in and is immediately horrible, yeah. that doesn't chime with that's not Mika as we know. No, right? that's not Brighton University educated. No, no, that's it, not. It, we are saving these trees. No, no, maybe Dante just cut a tree down that's because if Mika learned. It's not about her or spoons. <laughs> God, if you just listen to this one. <laughs> but I like that we're straight in with Mika. Yeah. I like that. No nonsense. And do you know how they're not just podcast listeners? Oh, here we go. But they're also Patreon subscribers. Where is Mika flown back from? Oh, I didn't pay attention. Dubai. Oh! Which is the setup of Rimmer's Return. Rimmer's Return. return. She's is been it? at uh, Asmol Academy. <laughs> yeah, I can remember. I wrote that when I was 15. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> Everything is about us. Yes, but she's so she has returned from Dubai. She's she has now... a child called Baba. <laughs> I think that's just a general term. Well, I felt like they said that was the child. I name. think that's a general term for baby. Is it? I think so. Is it's, this the northern? It, in the north, <laughs> in, in, uh, they come up from t- pit. Yeah, and they get Baba from yeah. t- school. Yeah. That's absolutely. But they're living... She's broken up with Simon, her partner. Not Simon Lowsley, we assume. Oh, well, I bloody hope not. <laughs> um, if it was in the fan fiction, it would definitely be Simon just, Lowsley. Just say Brett. Yeah. The actor, oh, if they'd said Brett. Could you imagine? The actor's never coming back. No, he's too too famous. Yeah, he is not he's coming back. He's currently working with Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, he is never coming back for this. Yeah. So just say Brett. He did do the Splitter podcast last series. Splitter. <laughs> I feel like, aren't he, Lauren and Adam Thomas all actually still quite good friends? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be why then, wouldn't it? I would expect so. Um, I'm friends with Lauren Drummond. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were just some, like, um, COVID fever dream. (laughs) Um... So, uh, Andrew is coming in to work for the last day of school because the last day before the school goes into the trust. And so that's very important. Yeah, apparently so. It's just the last day of term. All the actual going into the trust stuff starts after. Yeah, but so are we suggesting that this is a six-week holiday? Has this been a full school year? I, I was going over this in my head quite a lot. I think we have to assume that, even though obviously that's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to assume that. It's like, we wouldn't mind if they did a bit of a time jump between some episodes. Yeah. Like, but I guess that's, that runs flies in the face of their continuing storylines. Like, we already thought it was ridiculous that Nikki and Dante waited a week yeah, yeah. To, to tell people stuff. So, um, we find out that Izzy phoned Mika because she was angry about Dante and Nikki. Um, and so Mika comes in, lets the cat out of the bag and tells Preston and Tonya and everyone... And Preston points out that Nikki and Dante have both got saggy bits, which we've talked before about how attractive Adam Thomas and Kim Marsh are. Yeah, yeah. There are no saggy bits there. Yeah, yeah. They keep it tight. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a bizarre thing for Preston to say. I think yeah. one of them's his mum. Yeah. But, you know, just objectively speaking, they've kept it tight. Yeah. yeah. They are, and they're not elderly. <laughs> and he says, he says it too knowingly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they've both got saggy bits. Like, what do you guys do? Do you all shower together? What's happening? <laughs> so, um, Izzy is angry because she feels forgotten. She feels like Tommy's forgotten, like she's forgotten, and like mum's forgotten. Yeah, but I mean, like, just like the, all these kids, just have to think about this objectively. Yeah. Look at those two hot people. Yeah. Put them in a house game. Are they not going to. We, we've all watched Love Island. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. Um, D- Dante, though, podcast listener, points out that Mika wasn't even at Chloe's funeral. Thank you. Yeah. She had a little note in the... Uh, yeah. Um, said she was eight months pregnant. I had to watch it on a camera that we didn't see. Yeah. But someone, someone will scroll back and find a camera. <laughs> Joe turned up on a bike with a camera. <laughs> um, this does explain why Mika wasn't at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Does it explain why this is news to Dante? Yes, because he, he probably would have organised... He would have approached her and said, Oh, Mika... 
you know. Or he, or he's just using a cheap thing. You weren't even at the funeral, and she is just reminding him. Right. Okay. I was eight months pregnant. I watched it yeah. on the camera. It's but, not like I didn't want to be there. Yeah. But ultimately, this line is for for the viewers only. <laughs> yeah, the viewers only. Um, Are you really not allowed to travel when you're eight months pregnant. I, I, I wasn't surprised to learn that. Yeah, I guess no one wants to have a baby thirty thousand feet in the air. No. Does it then become a citizenship issue? <laughs> yeah, what do you put on the passport? Yeah. The C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your accent given birth to Percy Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just keeping the Taiwan tradition of bringing up the media that I am consuming. Currently consuming, yeah. In yeah. the episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so Mika is livid. And the only reason I can think that Mika is so angry is because the change of career means this house now has two teachers in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there were three, she'd be bouncing off the walls. How, how dare you <laughs> keep so many teachers in this house? Um, why is Libby now friends with Stacy the Scrote? I don't scrotiness. But Libby, but Libby, we know Libby's a Scrote. Mm. But, she, but she's at, not... this, at this point, she's looking for allies. She's burned a lot of bridges. Yes. She walks in. This person just goes, "Oh wow, you come in after a trauma." And she's like, "Yes, I'll hang out with you now." Yeah, I guess. Um, and she's she qualifies for an attendance award. She was suspended for five days. How does that disqualify you? Also, she's only been at the school half the bloody term. Yeah, it's easy to rack up the stats. Yeah, that's it. She's goosing her stats. This shouldn't be allowed. Um, why do we say goosing stats? I don't know. I don't know why that's a phrase. Let's have a look. Goosing present participle and gerund of goose. That doesn't feel correct. Gerund. We learned about gerunds. What are gerunds? We learned about them from the Tory. What did we? Yeah. So a gerund is like when you use a verb term as a noun. So the goosing of stats as a noun is a, is a gerund. Okay. So this is not my understanding. Um of goosing but according to dictionary.com yeah goosing verb to poke bracket a person I'm glad they clarified this between the buttocks to startle yeah that is no that is that's yeah that's, okay, you knew that correctly. yeah I, I did know that yeah well those old yeah. boy schools really don't <laughs> you couldn't move for a goosing yeah oh incidentally we talk about weird Coventry slang sometimes yes um you know the prank whereby you pull someone's tie and it goes really tight? Yeah. What did you refer to that as? Um, being a Because we, we, we what, didn't have a given name. You didn't have a word for it? We had kegging. What's that? When you pull someone's trousers down. Oh, okay. Trousers or shorts. What did we call that? You pull that down and yell keg. What did we call that? We must have had a name for it. I don't know. Um, but so, because the common term for pulling the tie like that is peanutting. I guess because the knot goes really like tight and small, like a peanut. I'm sure. But we referred to it at school as tie jacking. Right. Yeah, and I don't know if that slang exists outside of... Because, you know, we talked about how blagging was like possibly very specific to my school, let alone... Yeah. But yeah, tie jacking. So warleyroadpod at gmail.com if you've ever heard of tie jacking. Yeah, if you, if you ever jacked a tie. Yeah. Or wagged it. <laughs> or blagged it. Or, or blagged it. Either or. Either or. Because we did have a wagman, but we didn't have a blagman. That would have been a different thing. No. I still think wagman's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> but the things you cut out of this podcast, that is a hate, hate term no, for someone we, out there. The, the, the wagman is a thing. We Googled it. Uh, and I think the version of it we Googled was that a school in Liverpool was bringing back the wagman. Right. So it's a, definitely a northern thing. Okay. Don't claim you from the... But they said wagging it in Waterloo Road, remember? Uh, Janice, I think it was, that said it. Made me very happy. Um, So, they're talking about the stairs situation. And Lyndon says, the CCTV angle is not clear. So they do have CCTV. Why couldn't they say that Shuey keyed Amy's car? Uh, if the CCTV in the corridors, there's CCTV in the car park. As we know, the CCTV doesn't really find anything. <laughs> the angles... But the, the angles are inconclusive. They're about five feet away from one another. That's not inconclusive. Um, but there's... So there's, the, the CCTV is inconclusive. There's no witnesses. Um, but given your, your record as a teacher, Coral, we are going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, and Coral says, what about the false accusation? Um... 
and uh, it turns out that Coral is going to teach in the BU, and there's no real action being taken against Libby in this step case. So, it, so Serena is there for the academy just, sw- switch just over, just ooze. Yeah. Um, she's they're looking at alternative sites for the school due to the state of the building. Setting up the next series. Oh. Um, but she seems ready to bin off the whole school from the trust just because one student has persistently truanted for a week. Yeah, but I, I feel like she's basically making an example of it, which is if this person doesn't come in, then that person shouldn't be accepted. But if you are going to accept this, we therefore can't have the school. Uh, it's basically a test for Kim, which says you come down hard on this student. Who is not sitting up straight and leaning forward. No, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, like, so saying he shouldn't be put into an alternative provision. He should be in a school setting. She put Danny in alternative provision. Mm. And Danny, by all means, was a better kid mm. who had a man threaten to murder him. And he I don't think she put Danny in alternative provision. I think the courts put Danny in alternative provision. The courts let Dante roam free. So. <laughs> in fairness, Dante spent quite a lot of time on remand for that. So he was in prison for a, a fair while. Yeah. I don't trust your courts. Um, but yeah, so Sonia, not Sonia. So Serena is talking about finding a legal way to get kids like that off site, and they're talking about whether that would be off rolling and therefore would be illegal. Um, but because Serena's evil, yeah, she wants all of the bad kids. It's off. It's odd that they just go, they go seven episodes going, yeah, Academy Trust are great. Look all this extra money they have. And at the end, they're just like, we hate kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. So there's some stuff with Neil and Coral rowing because there's still tension between them. So uh, then we get Andrew talking to Kim and kind of defending Serena's position to an extent. Um, And then Joe asks if Andrew can cover Coral's classes. Um, And Kim, because she's angry at Andrew, thinks that's a great idea. They've spent how many weeks telling Andrew to calm down? Yeah. And now Joe and Kim are like, get in the classroom with loads of rowdy kids on the last day of term. Yeah. But... Because he's Andrew, yeah. It's his chance to inspire Yeah. (laughs) But and, then again, he does actually try and murder all the children by reading them poetry. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole thing, there's a, whole, there's a very Ronan-esque scheme where Noel has stolen the attendant's pizza, pizza vouchers. It, I think it's literally a Ronan scheme. Yeah. <laughs> he did it with, what was it? It was like, oh, permission for leaving school. Yeah, yeah. And he photocopied those. Yeah. yeah Janice photocopied those and he yeah. sold them. Yeah. So uh, Tonya then confronts Izzy and accuses her of ringing up her aunt like she's childlike, which I thought was quite a nice one. <laughs> so Tonya suggests that Dante took advantage of her mum by offering her a room and then getting with her, which is a bit questionable. Yeah, yeah. Getting himself in a position where he's essentially being a freelance, like a, there's no rent, <laughs> but that, that's very problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, the, for the It's Always Sunny fans, uh, the implication... You, okay. you must have seen the scene of the implication. No, I haven't seen the scene. I feel like we had this conversation so recently. We may have done. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, so then lo- they have a, like, like a little fight and loads of expensive makeup falls out of Tonya's bag and they go, oh no, you've been thieving again. Yeah. So uh, Dean is talking to Kelly Joe, sort of still trying to win her back and he makes her laugh a bit by saying that, you know, he was kissing Libby and realised she looks like her dad. Um, he, no, she doesn't. She looks like Bridgerton star Phoebe Dillimer. <laughs> but, like, but right, Dean doesn't think this is a question on his judgment. Okay, so <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I this realize- is why you take your socks off. <laughs> this is why." <laughs> I realised when I was kissing her that she looked like her dad. And then you, all right, follow that logic through, Dean. In fairness, he has sent feet pics to her dad. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know. I still then put my put my penis in her. <laughs> what I liked there is I could see you try and find a slightly more elegant way of saying that, and then you just went, "Ah, oh, sod it." Yeah. But the, the thing as well is that he thinks he's going to win her over by saying she weren't even that good. That isn't the defense. No, it's not. Yeah, it really isn't. And to be fair, you're 16. You stood up. It's not going to be good. No, <laughs> no. But he said he yeah he regretted it instantly. Apparently. Um, because he didn't take his socks off. Yeah, and he says he wants her back. Uh, will you make a decision today? <laughs> By the end of school. Yeah, yeah. These kind of decisions need to happen within the school hours. Oh god. Um, so Kai has learned about this opportunity, written an application, sent it, and been accepted in a week. Yeah, five days. <laughs> I'd, I'd, 
But it's because he's applied to German Germany, and we all know German efficiency. Efficiency. <laughs> Living up to the stereotype, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kaz gets a good line where she points out that, hey, if anyone can write a good about me section, it's you, Kai. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're podcast listeners. I think they said that in the first series of the reboot show before we ever said it. No. No, I don't think that's at us. No, it's definitely us. Um, it, it wasn't about something that they said. We went, oh, this guy is just his actions in every single plot. <laughs> um, so Preston overhears this conversation and Kai hadn't told him about it. So he's upset. So uh, Tonya is denying all of the theft and says she hasn't even spoken to Shuey in the last week slash five days. But uh, her call history says different. He's in there. He's in the call history. Yeah. Um. So they fight. They say that you know this allegation will be added to the police investigation, and you're now going to be sent to the BU while they work out what's going on. Um, so Nikki is very upset that the school ever let Shuey in, uh, and so she's going to deal with him. And you know, if the if the series had attempted in any way to tell that story, that's how the series began with, oh, we're going to bring in these kids. They're a bit questionable. They're serial school refusers. Um, how are they going to interact with the population of the school? And it turns out they just slotted in after the first episode. Yeah. And we've not been telling that story of how... It's like, maybe Maxine looms larger for us. Maxine yeah. looms larger for us. But Miles. Yeah. Miles was a kid who was causing problems. Yeah. And it led down to this this path. Yeah. Kim, um, Kim, Nikki, raises a very good point that they just keep not reckoning with. Yeah. And it's like, if they just made the whole plot about that, that kind of the argument could be why we keep making allowances for these kids. They bring it up in like bits and bobs, but yeah. they don't just like, that could be the central thing. Yeah. And the conflict around the trust could be not just something that's added at the end, like, oh, this is a bit uncomfortable. It's from the start. They go, if you have people who aren't there or underachievers, we're going to get rid of them. And that's the main argument they're going yeah. to be having throughout the entire time. But no, it's not really. Yeah. Yeah. And they have... All three series have essentially done the same story, which is slightly difficult student has a hard time at the school culminating in an act of violence. Yeah. They did it with Danny in the first series, Miles in the second series, Shuey in this series. And it's because the next series, we've already, already guessed, someone will die at the end of the next series. Mm-hmm. Someone will only get maimed at the end of... On an odd series. <laughs> on an odd series, is a maiming. maiming. An attempted murder. Yeah. And then in the other one, there is a, a yeah. murder or involuntary manslaughter, so yeah. I think. A murder or a merger? Yeah, or a merger. One or the other. <laughs> no, a merger's at the start of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Although the murder could be about the merger. Yeah. <laughs> All things are about the merger. I liked the Could way that then lead to another merger? And then there'll be a merger because of the murder about the merger? I can't keep extending this. <laughs> um, but who did the burglary? <laughs> That's the question. I want to know how Nikki got all of the way to Shuey's house, clearly 10 feet behind Kim. (laughs) Ranting and raving. Without Kim noticing. Kim gets to the door, knocks it, and then... It it would have been great if we'd seen Kim driving, just checking her mirror going, I think someone's following me. (laughs) So they they get there, and, and, and Nikki is shouting the odds, and then they hear like a knocking noise from inside the boot of this car that's on the driveway, and then it turns out that Shuey is in the car. And he denies yeah. that it was his dad who played No, that. he was just following some Cocoa Pops in there. He was. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. Yeah. I feel we may be a bit in-joke dense <laughs> in the last sort of five minutes. <laughs> I feel like that might be... Um, is it heretical? Like oh, I don't that's, know. I'm not entirely certain the kid followed Cocoa Pops into that fridge. Oh, um... It must have been... No, it was. It was something akin to Cocoa Pops. Okay. And he didn't follow them. He had a box and he took it to the fridge to eat. Okay, yeah. Because Rachel, Rachel then followed the Cocoa Pops there to find go, him. There we go, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had laid a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so like wily Coyote. <laughs> like, um, oh God, where were we? <laughs> um, so Kai and Preston are having a conversation about the application of the Berlin thing. And Kai says to Preston that uh, a place full of pretentious, beautiful people isn't for him, uh. which I thought was nicely done. Um, but Kai says, oh, you know, I don't want to go now. After all, I can't get you in Berlin. 
So uh, Dante is then talking to Izzy and they have a chat that I feel like they've had before about how no one is going to replace your mum. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have this chat after the Amy situation? Yeah, but I think the thing is, is because they just in- ignore Izzy for eight episodes at a time, they need to do it again. Yeah, I guess so. This is actually really the only time they fully reckoned mm. with Chloe's death for Izzy, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. Um, but Dante says, you know, Nikki just makes me happy. Um, but Izzy's like not having this. She says, you need to get rid of Nikki's family from the house. It's them or me. I'll go to Leeds and live with Auntie Mika. I'll go to Leeds. Dan James in 2021 be like... <laughs> Goodness. I had to really think of a transfer from Manchester United to Leeds for yeah. that to work. Yeah. Because Calvin Phillips was the other way around, wouldn't it work? Yeah. So when Mika then turns up at the school, she's a different character to what she was in the morning. Yeah. She's all like, you know, smiling and joking with Dante. She's like... I had some breakfast. Yeah, maybe. There was some Cocoa Pops locking around. Yeah. <laughs> she found them next to her car. <laughs> But she admits she flew off the handle this morning and sort of asks him a few questions about Nikki and they have a talk about, you know, what Chloe would have wanted. Um, and, and Mika says that, you know, she has some concerns about what's going on, says, you know, you might be ready for a whole new family, but are the kids? Um, and she says, I'll come back at the end of the day. <laughs> Hope you've decided what's important in that time. Yeah, the um, school hours already been running. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be late. Yeah. No. He doesn't have a lot of time to make this decision no. whether he wants his child to live with him anymore. No, it's true. Um, would you like a, a bit of English literature discussion about how Coral... So they're talk, in the BU, they're talking about alliteration. Mm-hmm. And Coral asks for an example of alliteration. And the example she's given is she shoved some student downstairs. Yeah. And Coral says, oh, actually, that's sibilance, not alliteration. Okay. Do you know where I'm going? No. So... Sibilance is a, a particular kind of rhythm where you repeat the S sound. Right. So if you say, she shoved some student downstairs, it creates a sort of hissing noise. Right. That's sibilance. But crucially, that doesn't mean it's not alliteration. Okay. It is still alliteration. So it was still correct to call it alliteration, even though it is also sibilance. We've spoken about some boring <laughs> But that <laughs> Look, they've got to get these things right. It's a show about teachers. Yeah, but what a person dies every eight weeks. Yes. They've got to get it right. It is both sibilance and alliteration. Okay, cool. So Tom has in the last few weeks pointed out that you can't sit up straight and lean forward. Correct. And sibilance and alliteration are indeed one and the same. Not always. Because you can create sibilance without it being alliterative. Because you can create sibilance with like the c noise. So the word so the word once would still work for sibilance because it ends with that s sound. So it would be if it was she once shoved some student. That's still sibilance. Oh, <laughs> grossly overestimated how much I cared. Look, if, if, if my, my, my A-level in English is going to be useful for anything. I have an A-level in English. So you will have at some point known what that was. No. <laughs> we talked about alienation and In Cold Blood and Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, Amy seems to have acquired Michael's superpower of grading a paper at one glance. Yeah. Because she takes one look at it and goes, oh, this is really good. But also, when he says I work really hard on that essay, he's trying to do one sheet of A4. Yeah. Like, I know I'm just an adult, it's not difficult to fill a sheet of A4. No, it's not. It's, not. it's, it's really not hard. No. It's like 400 words. Yeah. So she's just lying from the... From the from and the, she's like, what, GCSE age? So like, Who knows? So her, her coursework is not going to be one side. Her coursework is going to require <laughs> to write more than that. Exactly. Um... Nikki says to Dante that, you know, I've, I've, we've been to Shuey's house and, you know, Shuey clearly acts out because he doesn't get attention from his dad and they're drawing a parallel with why Tonya's doing what she's doing um, and the way Izzy's acting. And she's like, oh, I'm not sure that we can keep doing what we're doing. And it's a really interesting discussion to have there. Should they both focus on their kids and they both go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ship them off to Leeds. <laughs> 
the well-trod Dan James pack. Yes. Um, so I quite like the chat with uh, Samia and Preston. Okay. Uh, where they sort of acknowledge their history together, and Sammy is like says to Preston, "You know, you need to persuade Kai to go and do the thing in Berlin." Yeah, but like she's going to say this, and it's like, "Do you really trust Preston to say whatever the right thing is?" <laughs> Although the, the way Sammy kind of persuades him is basically by saying, "It's it's it's very likely that this will not be the end game relationship for both of your lives." Yeah, yeah. So don't be the person that he looks back on and resents. But I kind of resent that as someone who got into a relationship at seventeen and is now married. <laughs> Because it turns out the relationship I was in at that age was the end game. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Wait, when you start talking to her about sibilance. <laughs> oh, she loves that <laughs> Also sibilance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... At one point, I was asking the question, are they going to try La La Land ending Kai and Preston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then they instead... They airbud ending it. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the airbud ending. Well, it's the airbud ending, but it's when he wants he wants the dog to run away because uh-huh. he's at risk. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> and he's basically mean to the dog until uh-huh. it leaves. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is what they do here. Yeah, it was yeah. What they do here. I was like, there are better ways to do this. There are more emotionally mature ways to do this. And I know they're kids, but come on. Yeah. Um. So Andrew is teaching Kelly, Joe, and Sammy his class. Um, and, and they don't want to like learn anything. So they start, they ask Andrew about his cancer and he sort of starts talking to them and they ask, Oh, why are you, why are you at work? And he says he gets a lot of fulfillment from his work. And Samia suggests you could do other fulfilling stuff like learning Mandarin. <laughs> Let me tell you, I dropped my pen. Really? A walk with Waterloo Road. <laughs> George Windsor on the phone. And Archie Wong. <laughs> yeah, I'd call Archie Wong first. Yeah, well, quite, quite. quite. Um, but it'd be funny if at that point he just goes, Mandarin? We teach French and Spanish. It'd be mad. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Um, you're a parent of a child of around this sort of age, slightly younger. Yeah. Do the kids know Mr. Brightside? I feel like, yes, Scarlet does. Because, like, Kelly Joe suggests, oh, like, you could do great things, like creating a cast- sick castle on Minecraft or burping the whole of Mr. Brightside. And like, is that, everyone, like, a t- touchstone song? Everyone knows Mr. Brightside, Tom. But I just think, would it be the first song you'd reach for? Well, maybe it's easy to burp. I don't know, I've never tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a natural burping rhythm. <laughs> I don't know. I just that feels like a very our age song to reach for. But no, but it's also like it's like a meme, isn't it? It's like the thing. I guess so. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it it's, is. It's, it's it's probably the English meme song. Yeah. It's yeah. like we were doing um, a playlist plan for our wedding, and mm-hmm. we had that on there. And I was like, yeah. we don't need to put that on there as our request. It, it will be played. The DJ will yeah. go. He will. It will be quarter midnight. Yeah. And they will reach from this. They yeah. will. That's exactly what they did at your wedding. Yeah. 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 It's it the was, standard. Second to last song of yours, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And the last one was uh, Dirty Dancing Time Time of Your Life. Yeah, I think so. Which was, uh, you know, great. Made the whole day. I'm surprised you remember. You were very drunk. I remember loads of things. (laughs) I remember loads of things. (laughs) I'm I'm not a forgetful drunk. So Amy goes to Neil and points out that she's had a little look at Libby's essay and it was plagiarised and points out that, you know, she seems to find lying very easy and she's walking all over you. And she, Amy sort of puts her foot down and goes, you can't keep letting her get away with stuff. Yeah, I like the idea that at this point they could have related the fact that Neil was quite tough lovey with Amy. Yeah. He was more of a parent Amy than he's ever been to Libby. Mm. And they could have... They, they could have played, yeah, they could have done something with that. They chose not to. No, why would they? Um, so Andrew's had a good time doing, teaching this lesson, even though they avoided talking about poetry, which saved all of their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as we know. Um... And then Andrew's talking about the things he likes and the cadence of what he says, it is absolutely the cadence of the Hugh Grant speech from Love Actually. Mm-hmm. You know, David Beckham's right foot. David Beckham's left foot. It's that speech. He's like, I like chili, Dickens, um, you know, some classical music. Madonna's like a prayer. Um, and then Miss Campbell's smile. Oh, no, he's good. And Samia suggests they should get married. Yeah. Imagine getting talked into a proposal by a GCSE English class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so this is where we start to see sort of Libby's kind of edifice fall down because she goes to Kelly Joe, who is chatting to Dean, and she tries to sort of draw the wedge. But Kelly Joe at this point is immune to anything that Libby yeah, says. Yeah. And then uh, Neil confronts Libby, um, but Libby accuses Neil of letting Coral wrap him around her little finger. Um, he's ready to book her a flight back to New Zealand and says, you have to toe the line and take responsibility for your actions. What I like about this is that Libby goes, I have a geography lesson, and he just goes, like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you always felt that history and geography were, were the great rivals yes. of the humanities corridor. Yes. Um, you know. Um, so uh, Jamila is talking to Shuey, sort of trying to get through to him. The lesser spotted Jamila, that's her name. The lesser spotted, sorry, the lesser the spotted, spotted Jamila. Um, and then in, in a... In, astonishing lack of tact Wendy bursts into this this meeting to say oh you know the person you're talking about who's potentially an abusive father he's on his way yeah just I'd let you all know I don't know why they would have called him in at all well no why would they need him absolutely in? and you certainly wouldn't burst into the room with this vulnerable child and go your abusive dad's on the way yeah yeah hope you don't run <laughs> like <laughs> astonishing lack of judgement um but so Shimmy legs it uh and Dante kind of catches him um at this point, I thought Dante was going to have a kind of, I used to be like you. Mm-hmm. But no. No. But then again, they can't retcon Dante to the point that his dad was abusive because his dad never was. No. No, he, was, he just collected um, the car things. Yeah. Car badges. We all need a hobby. Yeah. Clarence and his car badges. Love that. Um, but so Kim sort of then is talking to Shuey and brings up Danny and says, you know, there was a kid I failed to help. and I'm not going to let that happen to you. But- um, and I've I've just written, I'll read you what I've written. This would all be so much more resonant if Danny's death had been in any way connected to any of these stories. Yeah. Um, and also, Kim did help Danny. Yeah. She said, the first time we tried to run out of here, I wish I'd stopped him. He was a student there afterwards. Yeah. You brought him, he got GCSE, you did everything for him. His death was totally random. Yes. It wasn't related to you not supporting no, it him wasn't. properly. That was, and that was the thing we complained about so much in the last series, that his death had nothing to do with his ongoing story. Yeah. Which is like, that's fine. If she takes that on, yeah. that's fine. But it isn't necessarily a relevant story for this moment. No, it's not. Right it here. isn't. What they're doing is very clumsily at the last moment going, oh no, it was all about Danny, obviously. It was always about Danny. We were always telling that story. Didn't you, didn't you notice it, you fools? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Weaver then uh, makes a mockery of the school security. By because of the broken fence. Oh, I, see, I didn't even catch that. It was the broken fence. It was the Dante broken fence. talking about the broken fence. You introduce a broken fence in Act 1, someone drives it through it. Chekhov's fence. In Act 3. I did not realise it was a Chekhovian fence. Thank you. Um, but it was. So Mr Weaver comes in, Dante confronts him. Um, Weaver's like, yeah, mate, are you the one who brought the police to my door? And then Dante just leathers him in the face. Um, and then Mr. Weaver sort of skulks off and goes, you're dead. Um, and then I, I sort of assumed that was going to be a later threat. No. Not I'm going to immediately enact that threat. <laughs> um, so he gets in his car and drives through the gate and, and tries to run Dante over, but Nicky dramatically takes the, the car bullet for him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really care, to be honest. I, I another I, incident where someone either dies or nearly dies in the final episode of the series. I thought it was sort of enjoyably mad. It was. It was a little bit. Like, what, what I liked was the very soap thing of um, introducing lots of people who it could be. Yeah. So Kim's there, Shuey's there, Dante's there, Nikki's there. Mika's just showed up. Yeah. Izzy stood nearby. So it's like, which person is going? <laughs> I quite liked that, and that is very soap to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's again, you know. Weaver's dad is a cartoon. We yeah. know this, but like people who abuse their kids in general are cowards. Yes, they they lack power in other places, so they take it out on a vulnerable person yes. at home. They're they're cowards. So I'm not entirely certain he would at this point go. I'm driving through here and committing a murder. Yes, I agree at, with at you. that at that speed. Yeah, I agree with it, you. It, it's a way to end the plot of the series. Yeah, but I is. don't think it makes a hell of a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. So this is the bit where Preston um, tries to convince Kai to, to leave by like breaking up with him. Um, and because the, Sam, air, the airbud ending. The airbud ending. Because Sammy had early said, you know, you don't want him to resent you, so do what you have to do, basically, to get yeah, him to Yeah, he won't go. resent you when you tell him I don't love you anymore. <laughs> go away. <laughs> go away to Germany. Um, like the Beatles. 
Yes. If, if anyone needs to know which episodes we've recorded in a block. <laughs> it's the only three episodes where we've mentioned the Beatles. <laughs> really, we should mention them in four episodes. Yeah. Famously. <laughs> um, so, uh, Izzy then admits to Mike that uh, it was her that put the makeup in Tonya's bag and that she didn't steal it. And it was the makeup she'd got for her birthday, from her birthday. Um, and Izzy just says, oh, you know, I, I, I don't hate Nikki. I hate that she's not my mum. But now that they've both been hit by cars, surely there's... <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's going to make Izzy more bitter because Nikki got leathered by that car and Chloe just got sort of nudged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate that she's sturdier than yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Jamila uh, is talking to Shuey and says that he and Portia will go into Kerr. Um, like, there was a bit where Jamila says, oh, you and your sister will go into care. And Portia has been in so little of the series that I didn't even connect in my head to begin with. I went, mm. his sister? Oh! <laughs> the other one. The other one. But Shuey you know, shows that he's got bruises all over his arm, showing the extent of the abuse he has suffered. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Neil then brings Libby to Coral to sort of confess everything. The charity money seems really like an afterthought at this point. Mm. Where that, are you getting it from? And that was, that was sort of supposed to be the big act of evil that she'd done. Mm. But then, before that came out, they had her like, accuse Coral. Yeah. And so that added another big incident. Like, it would have been so much better if it had just been that really bad thing she did. Yeah. They didn't have to stack all this stuff on top of each other. Because it now makes all of the individual bits look... I guess they need they need a split in the Neil and Coral relationship yes. to have a, um, a coming back together, don't they? Because obviously yeah. the, the money thing wasn't big enough. But yeah. him choosing to believe Libby over Coral is something that would... Yeah. Cause them to. I don't, you could have had Libby manipulate him into thinking Coral maybe did steal the money. Because um, he would have believed her if she'd found a way to yeah. manipulate that. That doesn't involve throwing someone down some stairs, does it, Tom? No, I suppose it doesn't. No, it doesn't keep the stunt team in, in work. Yeah, yeah. So, at the hospital, Izzy apologises to Dante for the things she said about Nikki. Um, but she says she can't can't be there while while this is going on, and she's going to go live with Mika in Leeds for a bit. Yeah, this um, plot is about cancelling HS2 and Northern Rail <laughs> improvements because Leeds to Manchester would be like thirty minutes mm-hmm. um, and reliable, but because they cancelled all of it, now Dante is losing his child forever. <laughs> He'll never see her again because every time they try to get a train to one another, it'll be cancelled. Yeah. See, I'm on the north side, <laughs> despite what I say and think. <laughs> So uh, Kim then says to Serena, like, look, what we've got, look what's happened here with Shui, because we persevered and because we provided support, we have uncovered this abuse that might have gone secret. Um, I mean, it might have stayed secret if Mr. Weaver hadn't tried to run someone down with his car. Mm-hmm. But Serena says, you know, you may have got a result in this case, but this is not something that we can bend on. Um because you because we have to stand up straight at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just cartoonish. Yeah. It is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um so Kim then talks to Andrew and we get a good righteous Kim speech. Feels like a while since we've had one of these. Yeah. Um about how, you know, um pupils end up suffering because whatever happens, whatever how however much I climb, there's always someone above me who can pull the rug and stop me from doing what I need to do. And then Andrew takes out his sword. Yeah, he does. He and anoints her. Trust CEO. That is ha- that's how this works. A decision he can make totally yeah. unilaterally. Yes. Because famously, trust CEOs are allowed to appoint their successors. Yes. Much like kings. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh. But yeah, he's decided he's going to step back from the academy. He might even go back into the classroom. That, that bodes well for next year. Doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it? Um, so Neil then goes to Coral, uh, offers her a garden centre coffee over the holidays. That sounds lovely. I like a garden centre. Yeah, I don't like coffee, though. No, I don't like coffee either. But you can also get tea. Oh, yeah, yeah. They often do nice milkshakes in the garden centre. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, And he says, uh, I've got vouchers on my loyalty card, which is frankly his best dirty talk yet. Oh, yeah. It is a lot better than let me swim in your waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I will take advantage of my vouchers. <laughs> yes. Oh, say it again. <laughs> um. So Coral then threatens Libby. Yeah. Says, if you're not careful next time, I'll do it for real. It's fair enough. Yeah. Probably not a thing a teacher should say. No, no, but like, it's the girl who cried wolf now, isn't it? I guess. If you do push down the stairs <laughs> and say it was Coral, they'll be like, hey, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. We've been through this before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we they go and see Nikki, who is you know battered and bruised, but basically okay. She she at one point she says to Dante, "Well, at least you're not roadkill," and he pulls a face. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a face of recognition. Mm-hmm. I think that was in your mind. No, I saw <laughs> it. And Dante fumbles this because he says, "You know, I want I want to move on with my life. Yeah, and, and I want you in it." And there's a spot there where he should just say, pure and simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So back at the school, um, uh, there's the chaos about all, with all the photocopied pizza vouchers. Wendy's yelling voice. Yes. <laughs> very different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so Joe then says to Wendy, Wendy you know, don't worry about it. Take it easy. Let them have a pizza. She, he says, but go easy on it yourself. Slices are going down like a homesick mole. And, uh, and I think that's an improv because I think that's a genuine laugh that Angela Griffin does. Uh, <laughs> I think she breaks. And also, going down like a homesick mole is a great Tinder buyer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Or like, it's on him, like, what do you enjoy doing? It's like, going down going like down a homesick like mole. Home um, but Kim then says... Suck. Yeah, Kim then says to Joe that he should, you know, start working on his CV and stuff because the head job might be open. Do you remember when this whole reboot series started and it was all about Lyndon and Kim falling out because she got the head job and yeah. him? And yeah. I was like, Joe, my successor. <laughs> but she said that at the end of that first series when it was all questions up in the air about whether she was going to stay. She said to the lady from the LEA, um, I would re- like to recommend Joe Casey as my successor. Yeah. So she's very much put in favour of it being him. And that LEA lady disappeared. For that but, plot to never return. And I, but I wonder if maybe the new the new series will will see Joe and Lyndon sort of competing a bit. Yeah. Because we've seen them form like a nice a nice little bond, if a you nice will. Co-heads. Co-heads. <laughs> like the like the Green Party. Yes. <laughs> you know better than to mention the Green Party to me. <laughs> Yeah, you've just you started burning some coal immediately. <laughs> so, um, Kelly Joe uh, and Dean are talking about Libby, and Kelly Joe is mean to Libby, but says she was right about you, Dean. Um, you did it once, and you'll do it again. Um, and I like this because it, it it sort of subverts what we would expect of that story, yeah, yeah. which is that they will now go to, back to being perfectly together. Yeah, yeah. Now that evil Libby has been dealt with. The Clobra and Dante story. The Clobra, exactly, the Clobra and Dante story. Um, I like uh, Noel kicking himself in the head for the for the only to get a laugh. Yeah. And he gets hype, man. He does. It's good. It's a good attempt. Is there anything he can't do? Yeah. Um, Shuey gets to do the look back at the school. At, at the end, at the end. <laughs> That's new, isn't it? Usually you look at the school at the start. No, you, do the, you do the look back as you leave. Yeah. Lorraine Donegan did it twice. She did it, she got in the car, and then she stopped the car to look back again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's just to watch her hair turn. Yeah, I guess so. Just watch her hair spin in the wind. I get it. Um, we see Kai accepting the placement. Did they get you with Kim searching desperately for Andrew around the school? No. Because I was, I was stressed. No. I, so was, I was stressed. Like, Even this show wouldn't kill him off like this. No, oh, I was worried. I was like, we can't have just watched Grantley die after a perfect day at school. <laughs> And well, then, that's it. I, I genuinely thought, oh, it's that one perfect day trope. Yeah, yeah. That this is going to be it. Um, but no, he's he's stood by a big map on the wall of the USA. Um, and he says, you know, the kids today taught me about what's important. And Kim says, oh, it's usually about which Man United player they fancy. Which Man United player would they fancy? Uh, the current crop. Yeah. Rashford. Is the obvious answer. Yeah. Could it be any of the others? No, I don't think it could. Uh, I think it can only be Rashford. Is there another looker in the team? I don't think... That's what I mean. I think it can only be Rashford. I can imagine people being attracted to Mason Mount. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he doesn't really count because he doesn't play. It's okay. 
Exactly. I think it can only be Rashford. It would be Bruno Fernandes in an I can fix him kind of way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's Rashford or Bust. Oh, uh, Rafa Varane. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. In case anyone wanted that content, there it is. Um, so Andrew wants to do an American road trip with Kim. I imagine it will last exactly how long the school holidays last. Yep. Um, uh, and he says he wants the uh, whole journey to conclude in Vegas where we'll get married. I don't see Andrew as a marrying in Vegas kind of fellow. No, and if they get married off camera, I will f- you right. <laughs> I know, wouldn't that be horrible? We know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Fly them to Vegas. <laughs> Get Angela Griffin and Jamie Glover on a plane. No, no, just do... If ever two people should get married on school grounds. Yeah, it is. It's those two. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, gets down on one knee to propose. I like the way that he just goes, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Um, but she says yes as the kids sort of cheer them on. Um, and then that's the end as everyone celebrates their engagement to the sound of a song called Carry You Home, which will be the playout song. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end of a really fundamentally quite boring series of television. No, I don't agree. There are, there are not, as always, there are nice bits, <laughs> but there isn't an overall story that kept me hooked. But I think it is, it's very much grading on a curve. Mm. But when I I spend so much time watching series eight, series nine, and then eventually series ten, going, why am I watching this? Yeah, I'm yeah. so bored. Nothing is happening. And in in this, there's always something I enjoy. There's always something I can grab onto in each yeah. episode. Whether it's a Kelly Joe thing, whether it's a one decent storyline, whether it's Joe Casey learning a TikTok dance, yeah. whether it like there's always something. And I think fundamentally, what it comes down to is there are quite a few characters I like. Yeah, yeah. So obviously Andrew and Kim, but I, I really like Joe. I really enjoy Preston and Kai. Um, I think Dante's fun. Kelly Joe is amazing. Like, there's enough characters I enjoy that I'm happy to just watch them exist. Yeah. Which is not the case in the older episodes we're watching at the moment. No, it's just... But, but it was the case. That's why the sort of series three to five era works. Yeah. It's not that the stories are great. It's that there are enough characters they're, there we like. a core group of yeah. characters who were... Fun and yeah. watchable. Um, yeah. The, the, I feel like if you're doing eight episode stuff, you need to kind of have a stronger through plot. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. But yeah, when they started, it was about academisation. We were like, oh. <laughs> um, biggest disappointment, though. No next term trailer. No next term trailer. That suggests it's going to be here quite soon, though, right? May? I don't know, though. Because... Because I remember us saying, because there was a very small gap between 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. It was, like you say, it was January, May. Yeah. But then when the next term trailer happened at the end of May, we were like, oh, that must mean it's soon. Because they put a trailer for it. They wouldn't put a trailer for it if it's a long time away. And here we are, what, seven months later? <laughs> yeah, I tried to search on um, IMDb and started typing in everything from nothing. <laughs> Which, as I know, will not find me any Waterloo Road content. <laughs> It would on IMDb. Uh, not any appropriate stuff. <laughs> this, this weird stuff that plays on the co-host. It feels sad to have got to the end of a series and not to be able to do the Who's Coming Back Next Time game. Yeah. That's kind of the only saving grace of the old stuff. Who do, we, who do we think is not coming back? But they've all been coming back. Yeah, they have been. It wouldn't surprise me if we never see Shoei Weaver again. No, he's going to cure. He's going to cure. Getting lost in the system. Yeah. Which kind of defeats the purpose of Kim's... Yeah, it does. It, it does I think he will come back, to be fair. It does. Will we see uh, Pissy Mr. Todd again? Um, no, probably not. No. But I feel like they're setting up Kai and Preston to go, aren't they? It seems like it. Yeah. Cer- so. Certainly Kai. Yeah. So, yeah, you could have more. The basketball team will need replenishing. <laughs> it will. That Preston was apparently coaching. Yeah. Yeah, they lost Danny, they lost Kai. Preston's been lost to the coaching team. Yeah. What's going to happen? You can't play basketball with only two people. I have, no, I have no idea. Have a basketball team. I, I have no idea. Yeah, there we go. We close the book on another series. Yeah. And in 
maybe three months' time, I'll dare to return to Series 9. I was going to say, you know what this means? The next episode of Waterloo Road we will watch will be Series 9, Episode 15. The cursed episode. (laughs) There's no way it could be as bad as it's been made. No, and we've we've given it, because we've had such a break, we've given it even more build-up. Yeah. Because I remember the the historical reenactment episode, because it had been built up. I was actually quite pleasantly surprised by it. Doesn't mean it was good. It just wasn't as bad as I'd been told it was. Yeah. Um, it was just part of the melange. The melange. Um, but no, that we've yeah, it can't be that bad. Surely. No. He says now. Maybe I'll play this at the start of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode just fifty-one minutes of. <laughs> just try and catch.